and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. We invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. Amen. Lord, thank you, God, for this opportunity to worship you, God. We continually bless your name. Thank you for all the blessings that we're receiving from you. We pray that you'll use us to be a blessing to the people around us. Even today, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. So now, let's read our devotion in Psalms 137. Verse 1, it says, By the waters of Babylon, there we sat down and wept when we remembered Zion. On the willows, there we hung up our lyres, for there our captors required of us songs, and our tormentors mirth, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. And how shall we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? So if I forget you, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget its skill. Let my tongue stick to the roof of my mouth if I do not remember you. If I do not set Jerusalem above my highest joy. Remember, O Lord, against the Edomites the day of Jerusalem, how they said, Lay it bare, lay it bare, down to its foundations. O daughter of Babylon, doomed to be destroyed, and blessed shall be he who repays you with what you have done to us. Blessed shall he be who takes your little ones and dash them against the rock. You know, just for us to better understand this chapter, you know, the author of this psalm was unknown. This is a, they say, a corporate psalm, meaning not a personal, but the Israelites were the ones who's lamenting on this. And we know lament. These are prayers, songs, and poems expressing a deep grief, sorrow, and suffering asking God for intervention in their situation. But this one, particularly in 137, this is quite different because lament usually starts with a sad emotions, but it will end with a high note of praise. But this one, as you have uh, probably noticed and heard, this one ended with a judgment and curse. You know, scholars say that the date when this psalm was written was between uh, the return of the exiles from Babylon and the rebuilding of the second temple. And it was mentioned in verse 1 that the Israelites were actually in Babylon while they were by the waters. In another translation, it says by the rivers. So they sat down by the rivers, meaning they're already settled there. But then it says there, when they remembered Zion, it caused them to weep. Probably because they, rem they were reminded that they were aliens in that foreign land. They are far away from Jerusalem. The question is, what triggered them to remember Zion? It's there in verse 3. It says the captors were forcing them, asking them to sing the songs of Zion. But the Israelites were actually reluctant to sing those songs. In verse 4, it says, there, How shall we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? Because those songs of Zion are reminders of the glories of Zion. 
the strength and protection of their God. While they are in the city lay in ruins and while they were in captive in a foreign land. You know, imagine the emotions that this could bring to the Israelites who are declaring God's power, yet you are in captivity. That's why if you read uh, the verses, you can feel their desperation and seemingly hopeless lament. Parang, Lord, you are powerful, yet we are cap captivated. You will protect us, yet now we are in exile. Can you imagine that? That's why this set us up for verses 5 to 6 when they had this desperation and lament, and they sing, they sing the part of that song of Zion in verses 5 and 6. And there, their confidence and that their hope in Israel was rejuvenated. They remembered their vow not to forget Jerusalem and that God's promises to them to persevere while waiting for the moment of salvation and redemption. We can read it in verses 5 and 6. It says, If I forget you are Jerusalem, let my right hand forget its skill. Let my tongue stick to the roof of my mouth if I do not remember you, if I do not set Jerusalem above my highest joy. So there you can see. And then the ending of the lament was a curse over Babylon. We can say that because of these words, you know, uh, they are cursing Babylon because you can see it in the words that they choose. They speak judgment over Israel, uh, over Babylon. And then we can see that there's a lot of exclamation point. You can notice that, which means there's full of emotion because of the feeling of the injustice that led the author to cry out to God for God's judgment. So the question is, what can we learn from this chapter? And why is this chapter even included in the book of Psalm? You know, we have to understand this chapter, not only specifically for this chapter, but the whole counsel of the Word of God. Remember that this chapter is in between chapter 136, which speaks of God's steadfast love, and then 138, which speaks of uh, praising God and thanking God for His faithfulness. But 137 is, of course, the complete opposite of that. And these are all prayers. God has to put it there in the middle. I believe God wants us to know that in the highest and the lowest of our emotions, He hears us. We have a God who's there for us, not only in good times, but even in bad times. As He has promised that He will never leave us nor forsake us. Aren't you glad that we have a God that we serve is a God who cares about our situation? You know, now connecting that into our series of miracles so that we can continually make Him known. Again, let's look at the context of this psalm. Again, remember the scholar said that this is in between the return of the exiles from Babylon and the rebuilding of the temple, meaning this is also the same timeline where Prophet Jeremiah lived. Alam niyo pinaka-famous na verse sa Jeremiah. But God gave a promise to them. The promise was Jeremiah 11, 29. Alam natin lahat yan. For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, but plans to give you hope and a future. But this promise that was given to them, God was very clear that it will be fulfilled not that time, but 70 years 
later. That's why God gave them also an instruction to build their houses there, live in them, plant gardens and eat their produce, take wives and sons and daughters, take, take, take those uh, daughters in marriage. That's why God wants them to also integrate themselves in the community while waiting for the promise. Meaning, God wants them to settle there, but not permanently. Because God has a promise for them, for them and through them. But in verse 1, we can see that they're already living by the rivers of Babylon, meaning they probably have settled already there. Because by the rivers is actually a very, very strategic place to live by. Because during that time, that's where tradings are happening. So probably there's a potential to really prosper in that land. And they say that the river of uh, Babylon is in between the river of Tigris and Euphrates which means there's a natural irrigation of canals within the, the, the place. So they enjoyed really a regular great harvest annually. So probably that's a very prosperous place and probably they have settled there. And I think the Lord wants to bless them. That's why, you know, in His providence had allowed them to be there. But could it be that they have settled so much and you know, nakontento na silang nandun, but they have forgotten the promise that this is not their final destination. You know, what's interesting here was that the captors, their enemies were mocking them by forcing them to sing the songs of Zion, which at that point, ano pa sila, reluctant pa silang kantahin. Kasi nga, how can I sing the song of Zion's talking about the power of God and we're exiled? Talking about protecting, uh, God protecting us, but we are in a foreign land. But you know what? I believe that's no accident. It's not an accident that the enemies are forcing them to sing this song. Because I believe, you know, now it made me think that could it be that God allowed this seemingly mockery from the enemies to sing the song of Zion to remind the Israelites of who God is, to remind them of who they are as God's people, to remind them of their purpose that yes, they will be blessed, but they will be a blessing to the nations. Isn't it amazing? You know, it sounds like a miracle to me. Diba sabi nila yung miracle daw, it means a highly probable or extraordinary event that is not ex explicable by natural or scientific laws and is therefore considered a divine intervention. Could it be that this is a divine intervention? That the enemies are forcing the Israelites to sing the song of Zion even if they don't want? But because they sang the song, it caused them to remember, you know, Zion and it stirred up an emotion in them. Being reminded of who God is, being reminded of their commitment to God. Verse 5 and 6, we should not forget Jerusalem. And then 
at the end, it led them to cry out to God for intervention in their situation. Now, Lord, yes, judge the Babylon because we need to be set free because there's a purpose. Of course, it's not said, it's not explicitly said there, but they were asking God to judge Babylon because they realized probably that we're not meant here. We're meant to go and reach the nations of the world. Imagine what the enemy has plotted for evil. The Lord can turn it into a miracle. Again, let me repeat that. What the enemy has plotted for evil, the Lord can turn it into a miracle. And maybe you are in the same place right now. now it feels like you're in a dark situation. Probably have more questions than answers. Lord, why did it happen? Lord, why am I in this situation? Lord, why me? Why our family? Why not them? Why now, Lord? These questions you have in your situation. But always remember the Bible says, Romans 8 verse 28. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to His purpose. Amen? We may not understand it now, but later on, I guarantee you, you will thank God for that situation because without that, it will not even bring you to place where you will be eventually. And as I end, I want to leave that statement once again to you. What the enemy has plotted for evil, the Lord can turn it into a miracle. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you because you are sovereign, God. Your thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Your ways are way better than ours. God, for those people who are in the midst of a situation where they don't even know why they're there, why them, why their family, God, I pray that you will cause them to persevere. Let them be reminded Lord, of who you are. Let them be reminded of who they are in Christ. Thank you, Jesus, because I know, Lord, out from this situation, they will come out better, not better. So, Father, thank you because we know you hold the future in our hands. You hold, Lord, our plans and our purposes accordingly. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. I think there's no better response to that word but to worship God once again. Tumaan man ako sa lipis ng kamatayan Takot ay walang lukar sa pusong may tiwala Dumaan man ako sa Libis ng kamatayan Takot ay walang lukar Sa'yo ko'y tiwala Tumaan man ako sa Libis ng kamatayan Takot ay walang lukar Sa pusong may tiwala Ikaw ang aking tagapaglikas 
Ikaw sa akin ang lahat-lahat. Yahweh, 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 pag-ibig mo'y wala. Now, before we go, let me speak a word of blessing for all of us. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. God bless everyone and have a great day. Thanks for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch these messages live every morning, visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.